Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, October 17th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Page Dow Show, Episode 6. Let's take a listen. Oh, why, hello. Hello, hello. How is everybody today? Hey, good morning. I'm doing good. Good morning, C. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in Hawaii. Aloha, everybody. Uh, the skies Aloha. are blue. We got a little bit of humidity, but, you know, October is a great time to be here in Hawaii. So come visit. Oh, man, I wish. You know what temperature is in Austin right now, though? What? 72 degrees. Ooh, that's perfect temperature. That is kind of perfect right there. Yeah, we're a little higher than that here. <laughs> What's the temperature down there? Uh, let's see. Let me um, very quickly. 82 degrees. So we're about 10 degrees hotter than you. Got us by 10. Oh, man, I'm so happy to finally be in a cooler place than you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Austin's always been been pretty cool, but maybe that's not the sense that you meant it in. (laughs) Correct, Amunda. Yeah, in the summer, it is a uh, a verifiable magma pit. My goodness. Well, I have you all beat. It's in the 70s here in Montana. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's probably prettier up there, too. Not even going to lie. A lot less beautiful. Yeah, beautiful, crisp fall day. Little jacket, little scarf, lots of color in the leaves. It's beautiful. You know, October is, uh, no matter where you are, I think October tends to be a, a pretty great month. Um, there's obviously some exceptions, but for me, this is, this is the, the prime time of the year right now. Well, and we got Halloween coming up. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but that's that's probably my favorite like American holiday. You know, like I, I just I really really enjoy like I don't know the the debauchery of Halloween. <laughs> Definitely, I agree. It's my absolute favorite. I would have totally put you for a Valentine's Day girl, Rihanna. Me? Yeah. Oh no no no. no you know i am a romantic at heart definitely but you know i love that suspense i love the murder i love the magic i love the you know i love all of that i'm i'm irish and you know that halloween originated in the celtic lands that makes a lot of sense then that fire fiery red hair (laughs) yes and so it's actually the celtic new year Cool. I I did not know that. Is that right? It is. I did not know. It is. I am above somewhat. (laughs) Oh no, we can't hear you. But we got quite a show. Dylan's rugging on us a little bit today. Um, Yes. Uh oh. Oh, we were hearing you. We were hearing you for a second there, Dylan. But I. But we do have quite a show. I think we're going to hear how that's going. Take it. 
Take it, my friend. So what Dylan and, and CD are trying to say is that we do, yes, have quite a show planned for us today. And so what we want to do to start out is sort of go around and introduce ourselves. And if the boys can't talk, then I will introduce them for you and we will just keep going here. So I'm so glad everybody is joining us. And this is the Paige Dow Show with Epic Dylan, Rihanna Morgan, that's me, and CD Vagabond. So we are... Um, in really good hands and I see some people filling up the audience and this is wonderful. It's so great to see you all. And so I just want to start out and see if the guys are available. Can they jump on and introduce themselves? Let's start with Dylan. Nope. Doesn't look like it. Okay. So what about CD? Are you here with us? Yeah, I'm here. How do you hear me? I do. I hear you just fine. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourselves and we'll see if we can't get Dylan back. Awesome. Uh, I'm CD Vagabond. Uh, the CD stands for Compact Disc. That's uh, not true. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Christopher Domicio, but just call me CD. I'm the editor and founder of Vagabond Magazine and lots of other stuff. And uh, my favorite holiday is one we just had last week, which was October 13th, which is Skeptics Day. Uh, Skeptics Day, you question everything, but we'll talk about that and fall Jesusism in a little bit. But now let's see if we got Dylan back. Yeah, I think I'm back. I got rugged so hard, you guys. I have no idea what actually happened. I was trying to do like some kind of an intro and then just worst moment possible. Boom, rug time. <laughs> well, it is your turn. Go right ahead and introduce yourself and talk about that intro that you were developing for us. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, my name is. Thomas Dylan Daniel, I am a, uh, an analytic philosopher by training, and I have been trying to publish things and make money by writing for the better part of a decade at this point. I've done eight books, a lot of published articles, a lot of medium articles, blog posts, things for hire. I did a patent at one point. I've pretty much written everything under the sun, and I've got a ton of experience with that, but I will tell you that it's very, very difficult to be that independent writer and do well financially. So uh, the opportunity that we saw with the page now was to kind of come together, join forces, and, uh, you know, create something bigger than ourselves in the world. So uh, that, that's what excites me, and that's why I'm doing this. And uh, that's kind of where the page now came from as well, because I just happened to be the guy that started it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, I guess it's my turn. Um, so this is Rihanna Morgan. Hello. I am a Web 2 author, transitioning to Web 3, and very soon I'm just going to say I'm a Web 3 author. I haven't put anything out to any publisher in a long time in Web 2, but I'm continually writing for Web 3 things, and so that is super exciting for me. Currently, my body of work is actually housed with Simon & Schuster. I'm a romantic suspense novelist, and my favorite holiday is Halloween, definitely. Um, I am a romantic at heart, and I'm also a practicing lawyer and prior English teacher professor. And so I've been writing for decades now, and I've joined uh, Dylan and CD on this grand adventure. And these guys are so great. And if you've not jumped over and joined the Discord, please do. Please come join us. Please come join the conversation because we definitely want you to be part of Literature in the Future. So, um, moving on with our agenda for today is, uh, 
Uh, CD, do you want to jump in and talk about the project you've got going on? Sure, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, so we've got some really exciting stuff going on right now in the Vagabond Magazine Discord. And um, I'm going to have to give a little bit of history here. Uh, some of you have heard it, but um, but we'll just jump into it. About two years ago, I decided I wanted to make an NFT project. So I was looking at all the ridiculous domain names that I'd bought. And the one that jumped out at me was baldjesus.com, which I just thought was like hilarious and would make a funny PFP um, NFT project. So I started up the project and the idea was, you know, I, I've always felt that art is the thing that allows us to sort of bridge emotions and thought. Um, you know, we can we can basically say things with art that we're unable to express with words. So art is really important. So the idea was everyone should make art. And the other idea was just don't be a pardon this. Don't be a dick. That's the uh, that's the credo of all Jesusism. And so with that as a as a foundation. Um, I started learning how to make NFTs and I first put it on wax blockchain and we gathered about 300 people together. And, and out of those 300, about 35 people became bald Jesus artists, or as we like to call them, BJ artists. Um, you can laugh at that. It's okay. So the BJ artists and me, we created a discord, we created a website and we created this whole thing. And then lots of other stuff followed. Um, over the course of the following two years, between then and now, we created hundreds of pieces of bald Jesus art. We created a holy book, which is the Holy Bidgeable, the bald Jesus Bible living edition. And we, uh, we created this whole sort of like fun culture. We transitioned into Ethereum and into Matic. And during all that time, I was becoming more and more involved with PageDAO and a lot of other NFT projects as well. And, um, and eventually, when, uh, when everybody went into DGen City, uh, we lost a lot of energy in the Bald Jesus Discord, and we were getting a lot of bots and spam. So I moved everything over to the Vagabond Discord, and just that way I could manage one place and have all the security there and focus on just one area. So that's the history. Now we get to the current thing. Last week, uh, October 13th, involved Jesusism with Skeptics Day, which is the day that we question everything. And I thought, what a great day to question everything about bald Jesusism. And what is bald Jesusism defined by? Well, it's defined by the Holy Bidgeable. So let's put it up to question. So we created the Council of Iaea, which is a play on the, the Council of Nicaea. And anyone that owned a Holy Bidgeable, which there's two versions, there's the OG version, which is about one ETH on OpenSea right now. And then there's the AB version, which is there's a thousand of those available and they cost about $1.50 on uh, Polygon. So if you owned a Holy Bidgeable, you could verify in the Vagabond Magazine Discord, which would give you access to the Council of IAEA channel. Now, once you're in that Council of IAEA channel, you could request Bald's tokens, which is a token that I created for governance in the Bald Jesus Collective. And once you get you get those Bald's tokens for owning a Holy Bidgeable, any Bald Jesus assets, whether it's on Wax, Ethereum, Matic, um, doesn't matter. You get the Bald's token, and that allows you to vote on completely taking apart, rewriting, and reconstructing the entire ethos and holy book of Bald Jesus. Now, I've been talking for a minute here, and I want to say that, Rihanna, I noticed you grabbed a Holy Bidgeable, and you've joined and collected your balds. What do you, what do you think about the process so far? I am so excited. And so this is a little bit of alpha on me, I guess. I was not raised with traditional religion. And so I 
I have read the Bible Bible several times because I was an English major and that's a piece of literature that is something that um, you you read, right? And so it's just really interesting to me to see this transition and I'm just really, it's like intriguing to me because it's not something that I was raised with. Plus it's a way to be creative and work with people who I really enjoy and admire and respect. And so this is just, this is just an avenue that I think will be kind of fun. And so I'm excited about it. <laughs> That's exactly what I was hoping the overall reaction would be, because to be honest, I wrote the first version of the Holy Vigil. Like I say, it was revealed to me, right? It just like I put together all the stuff that we'd written and I wrote some other stuff and put it in there. But I always felt like this should be a crowdsourced um, religion, if you will, and that we should be taking from the members and from the people who are most invested in it and putting what's important to them in it. So for me, this is like the epitome of a Web3 project. We are crowdsourcing a Web3 religion from people who are invested in the project and who hold like a significant um, reason to be there. And you know, we're just getting started. The Council of IA is going to last about two months. And hopefully by the end of the year, we will have a whole new holy vigible uh, to reveal to you guys. And it won't be written by one person. It'll be written by a Web3 collective of enthusiasts, which is exactly what we want it to be. Um, and if you guys have any oh, That's fantastic. Oh, so, hey, CD, tell us something. You're using a ReadMe Books NFT book to gate a Discord channel in there, right? Is that amazing? I don't think I've heard of anyone else doing that with a book yet. Um, you may be the first on that front. So how does it feel to be an innovator? <laughs> it feels pretty great. Yeah, you know, um, the only way to get in the Council of IAEA channel is you can own one of those OG, um, which is on, um, which is, is not a README book, the OG Holy Vigible. There's only a hundred of those. Or you can own one of the AB uh Holy Bitchables, which um, which is a readme book, and they're available right now. You can buy one for about a dollar thirty and get in there and crowdsource the next great religion. And by the way, if you guys have not looked at baldjesus.com, I just gave it a big revamp, and you should go in there and look at baldjesus.com. It'll redirect to baldjesus.vagabond.com, but it has you know the FAQ on the ten suggestions and you know things like that, and it's just it's a lot of fun. So please go have a look at that. And I love being an innovator, Dylan. How does it feel for you to be an innovator? Well, uh, if that's my cue to segue in and tell people how Paige that I was doing, it feels pretty, pretty, pretty good, if I do say so myself, sir. And I mic'd off just in case that wasn't the cue, though. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I definitely dig the Ball Jesus program. I, I think everybody should, should check that out. I, I think it's important to... Um, you know, see like spiritual stuff and all that. And I mean, the rules are very, very hard to disagree with. Like, don't be a dick. But more importantly, uh, what this is, is a project that exemplifies all the best things about publishing in Web3. And so, you know, at the end of the day, with, with the page, though, um, we've seen a number of different projects. We've actually seen a number of different Bibles. I, I believe Greg Fishbone did a Bible. and. I want to say somebody else did one too, but I can't remember exactly who or what or where or when or why. And I did grow up religious, so I, I'm still kind of in that phase where I'm trying to kind of avoid it. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, 
that, that with respect to this project, you're seeing open creativity, you're seeing Web3 tooling uh, being made and used, and you're seeing, I'm sorry, for some reason there's just trucks following me around today. I'm walking around. Uh, would somebody like to take the mic for a minute? Because there's a really loud truck behind me coming again. I'll take it for a second, Dylan. Yeah, you're right. We're using Web3 functionality to basically empower communities with this. And one of the other functionalities that I didn't mention already is that we're using Snapshot, which so you get into the Council of IAO, you have your holy vigible, you collect your BALDS tokens, BALDS coins, and that gives you the ability to then log into snapshot.org and the holy vigible channel where you can use those tokens to vote on the decisions that we're making. So this isn't just, a, you know, we're talking about it and doing it. We're actually getting people to vote and they're using their power, their influence in order to um, affect the changes in the system. And this is going to be a system. And, and by the way, this is the beginning of our DAO at not just Bald Jesus, um, but with Vagabond magazine as well. This is like the beginning of creating our DAO. So all of this stuff is going to be connected and getting in on the early stages of this is really going to reward people. And when I say reward people, I mean, you're going to be collecting balls tokens. There's going to be NFT drops. There's going to be different things that people who are in and invested and involved. And when I say invested, I mean your time and your energy. I don't give a shit about your money. I give a shit about your time and your energy. We want people to invest their energy, their essence into these things, not just their money, because money, money makes problems. Um, you know, I like it. You like it. We all like money. But the bottom line is that we need money, um, but it does create problems. So um, we want your time and your energy, people. Bring that. Yeah, as they say, mo money, mo problems. Well, uh, yeah, very nice. And and. You know, I mean, really, it's it's kind of amazing because we we don't just have one DAO coming up, folks. We got a variety of DAOs coming up, and the Page DAO is a, a DAO that's designed to be kind of a support DAO. And you know, essentially, the goal is to build a library of Alexandria on the blockchain. And why? Well, because you can't burn down what's you know put on the blockchain. You know, it makes the books more durable, but it also makes them more transferable. It gives them, you know, more things that you can plug it into in terms of applications. Um, and, and it just, you know, really and truly, NFTs are not just a sales receipt that costs more carbon than a regular sales receipt. You know, it, in fact, <laughs> is the ability to buy and sell that given object on the new Internet. You know, so, so there's kind of, um, you know, a popular narrative saying NFTs are bad. And here at PageDAO, we actually just say hogwash. We don't believe that. We don't agree with that. You know, this is the future. And, and there is a real reason to use this technology, especially with respect to art and written content, because royalties are easier to distribute. Um, buyers are closer. Middlemen are not here yet, right? Um, so, so there's a lot of different reasons that somebody would want to publish their work to the blockchain. Uh, but I, I like to think that one of the one of the best reasons is because there's a community of technological innovators who are interested in figuring out the best ways to do all of these things that you can just come work with if you want to. Um, and so that's what we're doing at PageDot to some extent. To another extent, we've got like a very, very in-depth uh, technology-oriented uh, project that we're trying to build. And what that project looks like is an L1 blockchain for book metadata. Um, and so 
essentially what our goal is, is to build a blockchain that holds all of the books, or at least has the ability to hold all of the books. You know, maybe, maybe Amazon will build a blockchain for books too, you know, and, and we'll have like, you know, 70% and they'll have 70% or something or 30%, you know, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just saying there, there's numbers. I'm, I'm not saying those specific numbers. Siri was talking to me and I got a little distracted for a second there. But at the end of the day, the point is that, that essentially with the page network, you have an application that can run itself on an extraordinarily cost-effective basis in perpetuity, even if, you know, I myself am not running a node or, or you know, uh, it's decentralized. I don't have a single server that I have to put everything on to, to make sure that it stays up. And with that decentralized approach to running the server, you actually get another benefit that is just amazing. And what that is, is immutability. So, so you end up in a situation where the, the whole book doesn't live in one place unless that one place is the network. And each part of the book is, is living in a number of different places. And, and so it's distributed across the network. So guess what? If you take one network node down, it doesn't affect the availability of the book. Um, if you take one uh, person and you say, hey, um, I want to remove this book from the server. Well, guess what? It doesn't work that way. So censorship is harder to do. Um, even if that one person is Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, you know, Joe Biden, you know, any other single person, right? So, so decentralization, I, I realize I'm a little bit on the soapbox, but uh, I, just let me finish making this one point and then we'll bring our guest of honor up for the day. Um, but decentralization is the reason that the page down needs to exist. Because the DAO is sort of the social equivalent of the blockchain technology that distributes, you know, the ownership of the work and that makes all these trustless interactions possible. Um, so, so it's just absolutely critical to have a DAO to run these things because you can distribute the human side of the equation as well and make it equally redundant and make it more censorship resistant as well. You can't censor my blockchain books. Right, three. Hey, Dylan, before we uh, bring on our guest, there's a, there's a, a fiery redheaded uh, co-host that uh, hasn't told us what she's been doing to onboard writers this week yet. And I really want to hear that first. Oh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> if that's okay. Well, wait, I, th I thought she had already done it, but I, I apologize. I I know I had asked to have Jay come on after my little spiel so that we would still be real fresh on the page dial. But I mean, guess what? Page dial is also about onboarding riders from web two to web three. So I feel like that'll work just fine too. My bad, my friend. I, uh, I asked you to take over after me and, uh, and we, we skipped right over Rihanna. And um, I don't want to miss out on what she's saying because I think it's pretty important as well. Well, thank you very much, but I could have definitely gone after our guest. I'm sure she's a busy woman and is anxious to get on with her world. And so I will just kind of zoom really quick. And so I just wanted to give an update on onboarding or inviting um, current Web 2 authors into Web 3. And I've actually, my DMs are really being super active with questions. How do you do this? What's the first thing? Where do I go? And so, of course, I'm sending everybody to PageDAO because we have such a rich community. 
and people really, you know, they're so welcomed and, and CD and Dylan and everybody else, Easy and, and um, Eric and everybody that they're just amazing. And so that's, that's the first thing. And then start being active, find conversations and, and be part of, you know, all of the different, be, be vocal because the, um, Writers tend to kind of just stay at our little desks and work away. And but Web3 really allow, allows you to, you know, approach this so much differently. And so then another thing that I've started doing is um, I have put together a Twitter spaces. And so my newsletter years and years ago was called Roving with Riona. And I would just put in whatever it is that I thought was interesting for the week or the month or the moment. And so I just thought, well, I'm going to stick with that because I really like that because it opens up the idea that really anything Anything is possible in the Web3 space. And so my Twitter space is now Fridays, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time. And there are open spots available if you want to jump on and be a guest and talk about creative craft, your projects, what's inspiring, collaborations that you're having, marketing, other imaginings. Um, and it really is just an opportunity for all writers to get together, all artists and musicians even, because now look at what we can collaborate and do. We can collaborate with not just other writers, but we can collaborate with artists. We can collaborate with musicians. We can collaborate with movie makers. We can collaborate. It's just endless and so exciting. And so there's no charge. Please just come. Please just fill out the request form, pick the date that you want to be. And, um, and if you're interested in where the request form is, it's just on my link tree. Just visit my Twitter, go to my link tree, and there's the there's the request form right there. Just fill that out, and bam, you're on the show. So, um, yeah, that's it. So very exciting. I'm super excited to talk with you all. Hey, yeah. Well, and there's another uh, amazing thing that's going on for Web two to Web three onboarding as well, which is um the 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 spaces that we're thinking about doing on on Friday. Am I not supposed to say anything about that yet? No, you totally can. Totally can. Right on. Well, um, yeah, so, so we, we've got a, a tentative time lined up. Uh, but what time was that at? I think we're doing 2 o'clock Eastern time. So 2 p.m. EST. It'll be a couple hours before past the pin, which I believe is at 5 o'clock EST. Um, clap if I'm right, easy. <laughs> I, I hate tell, telling people times because I, I feel like things change around a little bit. And I... Uh, Anyway, um, but, oh, guess what, folks? We need to bring Jay on. Jay is a very incredible um, person. We, we were talking some through, um, I believe, Finn, who I actually don't see in the audience today, but who nonetheless is most likely going to help make us uh, available to a wider audience on Spotify over at terryspaces.org. A uh, huge shout out to Finn. Uh, people like Finn are part of what makes Web3 a great place to be. Um, so, so it's really incredible to not only be, um, you know, always, always featured on Terra Spaces and then be working with, uh, with Finn and some of the other folks from the Terra community. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it's just amazing to be in Web3 in general because of everything Rihanna was just talking about and all the different collaborations that are possible in the space. 
um, which I think maybe has a lot to do with the fact that it's just going gangbusters in terms of the technology that's being developed and made available to people um, and becoming simpler and easier. Um, and so today I'm just honored to introduce you guys to uh, Jay Basinski from Levana uh, dragons, I believe, with the lore, and then also from Loop Finance, where she does some some content work. Um, so, Jay, if you wouldn't mind, just uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Welcome. How are you today? Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, yes, I um, I work both for Lavana and Loop, and I have to say before I start is one I. Don't join Twitter spaces much anymore because every time I do, I buy a new NFT. <laughs> and so I'm trying to minimize that, <laughs> but I'm super happy to be here today. And the other thing is, is I'm really excited about Riona's um, show that she's doing on Friday. Any opportunity for writers to get to market themselves is a boon for writers everywhere. And I'm glad you guys are starting to promote stuff like that. Um, but as far as I go, um, I am on the lore team for Lavana. I wrote a lot of their lore. Um, it's the brainchild of Jonathan Karras, like the basic storyline. I've also wrote a lot of original stories underneath that. Um, and we, where we worked on a team and we really kind of figured out all the lore and all the art and everything else that goes with it. And it kind of pours into the games that they come out with, which are awesome. Um, for Loop, I started out as a content writer. But now I run their NFT marketplace. Um, so I know a lot about um, getting NFT mark or, or NFTs up and going, getting them made, getting them marketed. Um, so I got a little bit more on that side, but I'm actually running their NFT marketplace. Oh, that's amazing. Rihanna, do you have any questions? Oh, about a million. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> I may, I may just um, see if I can invite myself to a conversation with you, just because there are so many projects going on, and people ask me all the time, "What do you do? What, where, how do you get started?" And so then that's what I'm going to ask you: How do you get started in this? So, so say somebody wanted to produce or create a literary NFT, what would they do, and how would they start down that path? Okay, so. I think about this a lot because it's my dream to actually have my writing on the blockchain or even through IPFS and being referenced through an NFT, either or. Um, I think it's a great way to have ownership of your work. Um, but we know that traditional marketplaces have, or traditional means of publishing have their own blocks, right? Um, they're very archaic. You know, there's some, there's some gateway um, holders there, blockers of anybody who wants to create anything. Web 2 has kind of solved some of those issues, but not all of them. Um, I've, obviously, anybody can publish on Amazon. Um, from what I can tell, it's it's not always um, user-friendly, but um, people have means and ways and have been successful doing that. Now we get to um, Web 3, and there's just different blocks. And they're all, from what I can tell, technical. Like um, people don't know how to get started making an NFT. Um, writers can write. Um, they can get editors. They can do all that stuff. But how do you sell your own things via Web3? Yeah, that's, that's the question. Um, right now, it's kind of like starting any NFT collection. Um, 
except now you're writing for it and you're attaching those writing files to an NFT or um, there's other ways to get it on chain, but even that's kind of limited. Um, but most of it is off chain through IPFS. So I'll describe kind of how we do regular NFTs. And essentially that's the same way you would do a book NFT. Um, you create the content. Um, you, you either find a marketplace or you find a developer that can work with, with smart contracts. I mean, it's, it's kind of a gateway still, right? Um, what they do is they take your work. Um, they prep it with metadata. They put it on IPFS or if there's other ways to do it, depending on the um, marketplace and what their capabilities are for on-chain metadata, they can put it in the NFT, depending on how long the work is as well. Um, and then they create smart contracts that have that information in it. And people um, can view it either directly through IPFS or they can take it to a website that can read it for them <laughs> and read all the work through the UI. Um, so it is, it is a little complicated and there's a lot of barriers here, but we're all working on it. Stuff like PageDAO pops up, helps, you know, streamline some of these um, things. But ultimately, it's, it's a similar kind of um, block to Web2, but different. <laughs> um, it, does anybody else have anything they want to add to that? I'm, I'm sure we've got a lot of thoughts flying around here. Oh, I definitely have a couple. Um, yeah. you, you are so right about the way that metadata works. I mean, what PageDAO essentially has in terms of the README Books collection is, is a smart contract that mints NFT books into one collection on OpenSea. And it has a 5% royalty that goes to the PageDAO. And the reason we did it like that is we didn't have it available to split the royalties. And so it was going to be too tough to tackle, uh, tackle the, the task of, of, of mapping all those out and getting them to the right addresses because we couldn't automate that. Um, so we went ahead and just made one big collection for the whole DAO. And the whole point is, you know, we can basically use the the royalties to kind of create common good technology that, that helps um, the writers of the page DAO do better next time in terms of like iterative development towards a faster, better looking, nicer, more beautiful project. Um, and, and so basically what it is, is kind of a writer's union where we're all working together to leverage one dev and create you know, common technology that, you know, doesn't really overtax anybody, but kind of gives everybody access. And I think it's worked out gangbusters. And I think we've learned that there's a market here that's worth going after in kind of like a grander fashion. And so that's where kind of the L1 blockchain comes from, folks. Uh, so, so this is really, really helpful stuff. I, I think we're getting right at the brass tags, um, just in terms of how this stuff works. Um, CD, do you have a question, sir? Well, I do actually. Uh, my question is going to go a little bit in left field. Um, Jay, I think you went to Cosmoverse. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that. Like, um, it seemed like it was pretty epic and, and amazing. Maybe, um, maybe you could just talk a little bit about that. Yes, we can. We can make this discussion funner, <laughs> a little somewhat funner. Um, so yes, I went to Cosmoverse. Um, and two things happened. One, I got to go to a bomb party, um, looped through an amazing party. Um, 
And then the other thing is I got to still work on the NFT marketplace while trying to network. Um, a lot of times I sat in the lobby there and was working. Um, in particular, we had collections going live. Um, Levon, I, I promised the Levana community we'd get them up and I was out there working on them. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of really cool things going on. Um, you know, met a lot of uh, new people. We released um, the Loop app. Um, which is it's going to be it's a wallet essentially that instead of having a seed phrase it's um it's got various different um criteria that kind of creates a background seed phrase so um there's you can use your phone number as one of the multi-factor authentications and throw from a couple of different things it creates um a seed phrase for you that you don't have to remember so that's pretty cool um um what else happened um, I got a little sick, so that that was fun. Um. So, for those who don't know, that that took place uh, in a place that I've always wanted to go. I'm I'm a bit of a traveler, but um, I would love to go where that took place. Um, how was the trip getting down there? And um, and could you? I didn't want to spoil it, but could you tell us about that too? Oh, um, it was much simpler and easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, we threw uh, we flew through Miami. Um, and then straight into Medellin. Um, there's another flight from the U.S. that goes from L.A. to uh, Bogota. So that's another option to get into Colombia. Um, I found uh, Medellin to be uh, <laughs> beautiful. When we arrived in the airport, um, customs wasn't bad at all. It didn't take long to get through it. Um, obviously, right now you still have to have your COVID vaccinations, but um, American Airlines required you to provide that ahead of time. So there wasn't tons of like holdups because of it. Um, so as long as you can show that you've been vaccinated, um, for most part, you can go to almost everywhere from what I can tell. Um, when we got to, we stayed at the International Hotel and that is also where Cosmoverse what took place. And um, it was a really beautiful upscale hotel. Um, the staff spoke English but for the most part. Um, it was easy to communicate. Um, uh, there's a downtown area that's really beautiful. Um, a lot of people don't know that the, the U S dollar is worth quite a lot there. Um, you can go and get like, um, a really good meal, with, like four people for like 20, 30 bucks. Um, and it's still, that's the price that they serve towards <laughs> Americans. <laughs> so you, oh, you have this, love that exchange rate. huh? Yeah. Um, you get a really upscale ma uh, meal in a very upscale environment. Um, and it feels like a discount to us. Um, ever, the culture there is really welcoming to Americans. Um, even when you're in a place that you don't really know Spanish, they work with you. Like they will, they don't, they have a lot of patience. Um, you can pull out your Google app. They're not, you know, no one's impatient to understand you. Um, uh, what else? I don't know. Um, don't drive uh, if you ever go there. Um, at least if you're an American. Why not? What's the deal? <laughs> so uh, I feel like Colombian drivers are advanced. Um, they all drive like all in sync about two feet away from each other in very small cars. And they all drive faster at a faster pace than all of us. <laughs> and surprisingly, there's not tons of dents on cars which blew my mind there's also people driving around on little motorcycles all over the place you're surrounded everywhere um 
there doesn't say I, like I wonder what the um, <laughs> the legal requirements are for driving in in Colombia. And, and when I say that is um, we were driving right next to um, the police on a, a moped and uh, we were very close to him. And then the car behind him was literally about two or three feet from this 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 motorcycle. So clearly the the cops didn't think that the anybody around them was doing anything wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, yes. I had a professor when I was in grad school from Germany who thought that people here in Austin were about like that. He was like, yeah, it's just so crazy. Everybody goes so fast, but they all nope. know what the other one's going to do. So it's like, you know, and I'm I'm assuming that Colombia, Brazil and some of these South American nations that I read this about are like even like further. But I do yeah, take kick that it, and 10 exit. <laughs> I kind of want to kick it back over to the NFT space and just, okay. just sneak like one last question in before we open it up to the rest of the page now to ask you some questions. How is it writing lore about the Levana Dragons collection? Where can we go to scope out some of this lore? I, I feel like that's one of the most exciting things. And I feel like maybe we didn't talk about it quite oh, as much I, as we should have. I want to. I want to so bad. I love Levana lore. Um, it was so Jonathan Karras gave me my very first dream job, which was um, essentially sci-fi and fantasy production. Right. I, I do have a gift for writing and I do want to be a writer. But my whole goal in life is sci-fi and fantasy production of all different types. Um, I happen to be good at writing uh, for the most part. Maybe I'm um, a little bit arrogant on that one. Sorry. <laughs> but that is I don't think so. Anyways. You can be confident. That's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're a pro. So, but that's you know um, that's how I view as my gateway into this world. And I had been writing. Um, I wrote the Space Eight stories early on. Those are those are probably some of my. This that is my earliest form of sci-fi writing um, that I got paid for. Um, and I've grown so much since then. Um, I, uh, working with Lavana and just having another team to work with um, has been uh, has taught me so much, has improved my writing so much, and has got me to do something that is amazing. And for those of you who've never heard of Lavana, essentially Lavana is an NFT project now on Juno that puts out games and they put out lore. They have a whole storyline um, that feeds into their games that you know is for their fans. Um, they like to encourage essentially, um, LARPing, right. Um, role-playing. I mean, you can, when you join Levana and you have a faction and a T, you get to join the story. Um, you become one of these factions and we have stories that are catering to these different factions. So the core story of Levana starts with a, um, a girl on Mars. Um, who essentially, um, by fate, comes in contact with a, a dragon egg um, that hatched from a meteor that came from space. And she, it, it hatches, and they bond, and they go on adventures um, together. Um, eventually, we see um, different factions on Mars um, start to become aware of dragons, and more dragons start popping up around the world. and these factions develop their core um, storylines or their, 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 their ethos essentially around dragons and what it means to what dragons mean. Um, do we own dragons? Can we own dragons? Of course not. Would, would one faction say another one would be like, um, dragons are power. Of course we own dragons. And so these um, stories and, and we have multiple of them 
um, kind of feed into that. And it's been a minute since I've um, released a story of Lavana. They, um, they suffered a little bit from the Terra crash. And so they still are developing um, the core story. Like they have a novel that will be coming out. And they are still um, developing a comic book that essentially is a graphic novel, the original novel. And um, a lot of the short stories I did were all built from the world building that me and the team did. Um, and it keeps growing. And I, I do have stories that haven't been released yet. And I'm super excited to go bug them about getting released. <laughs> and so is your, so link cool. tree, is your link tree in your bio the best place to go, uh, go hunting for some of this stuff? If people are curious and, and want to read some? So I showcase, yes, on my, on my link tree. Um, I probably should just put the Levana site. I mean, honestly, um, <laughs> but I do have uh, links to two of the stories I've done, but I've done multiple stories for Levana. I, I don't even know the amount that I've done, um, but I'm just showcasing two right now. Um, I've also done, I also do technical writing for, for loop. Um, and then uh, right now I'm also doing a, I'm working on a project with angel protocol. If anybody's heard of them, um, the, the galactic angel DAO. Um, they want to come out with a, um, a collection um, that kind of kickstarts their charitable NFT DAO. So I'm working with them on that. Um, but yes, start with Linktree and maybe I'll get in there and update it to be a little bit <laughs> better. All right. Well, um, folks, I, th I think it's time for us to invite the Dow onto the stage. Uh, but CD, it sounded like you had something to, to interject before, and, and I, I hate it that we spoke at the same time. Uh, would you like to go ahead and front run everybody right quick since you're already on the mic? <laughs> well, all I was going to say was um, I love the, the lore building and the like projects that encourage LARPing and the creation of that sort of like, I call it immersive storytelling. Is, is just absolutely like my passion place. I love that. Um, so th that was all I was going to say. Jay, uh, I really wish we had hours and hours to talk with you today. Um, but um, I'm so grateful that you came on here and shared all of this with us. And uh, with, with all that, um, we will open it up to the DAO. Um, Greg from Cryptoversal Books has been doing some amazing things lately. And uh, just this morning, I bought from the NFT bookstore, I bought a pass with page token. Like, so Greg, come on up and uh, let's let's hear it. Well, thanks, CD. Yes, um, the Cryptoversal passes are out on OpenSea for um, Wrapped ETH and on the NFT bookstore for page tokens, uh, and the ones uh, available for page tokens are at a considerable discount for. Page DAO members and folks who have uh, page tokens in their wallet, um, and I am working this month to come out next month with some utility for those, um, starting with the Wordler Village project. Um, the long-term plan is that Wordler Village will will have um, a series of stories coming out in its in its own collection and from its own mentor and access to the mentor. Uh, for co-authors uh, and co-author licenses, which will give people uh, uh, authors licensing rights and commercial rights in characters, locations, and uh, setting events uh, within the story universe. 
so that any, everyone can, can write their own stories and we can tell uh, this common story from a lot of different perspectives and with a lot of different voices um, and just get it out into the world and really, really deeply develop uh, the story world. Um, also, I'm, I'm putting together, I'm, I'm using generative art for the, for, the, uh, for the passports, and I'm having some fun putting together uh, book covers, uh, sort of mock-ups um, for, for, the, for the release of the uh, author guide. And, and I'm, I, I, I really, I'm really, you know, struck by working with the generative AI for art, uh, what it comes up with and what it looks like when you put it on a book cover. Uh, so some of the utility for the passports and for the cryptoversal passes will be uh, a license to use that art uh, and those those cover templates uh, for your own Wordler Village projects, uh, and and just just be able to bring those up to the next level. They'll they'll look really great. Um, so I'm going to have some announcements about that when it's available. Uh, my my page on sent pages is Greg sent.co and sent is c-e-n-t thanks that's absolutely awesome super exciting to be able to you know pick that up also with the page tokens um so look forward to you know more listings and page and and adding more utility to it as we grow definitely hey good to hear you easy um hey what what um what have you been up to this week, brother? Um, do you, do you have any questions for Greg or for Jay? Um. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, what have I been up to this week? Is it isn't it just the start of the week? Yeah, we're on Monday. Okay. Uh, good week so far. Good week so far. Been to a couple shows. Um, it's always good to catch up here with the crew. Um, we do. Uh, oh, you did mention earlier past the pen, which is a long running page Dow community collaborative writing event over in token smart. Um, we have been going for this last session at three Pacific six Eastern. Uh, we're almost wrapped up with, uh, the one that we're doing now, which has been really fun. Um, nappy headed hooligan had dropped a hip hop, uh, collectible NFT and, um, he had some ideas to kind of grow the, the little kind of universe that that's creating. And so we've been writing kind of a prequel to his, uh, song that he dropped and he'll be dropping these songs kind of in succession, telling a story musically. Um, and so this Friday actually is going to be, I think we'll probably wrap it up this Friday. Um, we thought last Friday we might get to the big party, which is this Illuminati masquerade black tie thing um, where they've invited him to come, uh, telling him they're going to, you know, make him more uh, successful than he could dream uh, while they're planning to actually sacrifice him. But he's planning to actually rob them and like burn the place down. We've got uh, Fishbrain, who's an OG in the space, who's uh, been taking part and is the getaway driver and our uh, kind of PFP hero's best friend. Uh, then there's a crazy tech inventor, Easy, who's created some really cool gadgets that they have. And it's just very wild. We're like creating crazy tech, but at the same time using real world places and stuff. So it's a fun mix. I invite everybody to come join. And uh, if you participate, you might just win a uh, one of the uh, Genesis NFTs from Hooligan. Well, that's fantastic. I didn't even realize that you could win a Genesis NFT from Hooligan. So... Uh... Definitely go scope that out, folks. Um, I actually started off co-hosting that one, but I've had to take a little bit of time on Fridays just because it's a bear market and we all have to do things we don't want to do on bear market Fridays. 
Um, but I wanted to go ahead and just jump in and invite uh, Mr. E.R. Donaldson to the microphone. Um, you came up to speak, sir. Uh, the floor is yours. Hey, thanks, Dylan. Um, just wanted to thank all of the PageDown members for the amazing uh, response to the new project that I've been working on. Uh, working title for the upcoming anthology that will be published through Readme Books is Mythic Winter, and it is an anthology of science fiction, fantasy, paranormal fiction, etc. Anything that is speculative is welcome, as long as it has a theme of ice and snow. Um, applications have just been co co coming you know, out my ears, through the roof, every, everything. Like, I'm amazed at the response. Uh, we've already had three of the five available bounties assigned. Um, and, and I'm very, very much looking forward to seeing what, uh, what those authors produce. Um, but there's still two out there. And uh, I am pausing verdicts until the end of the week uh, to make sure that everybody has a chance to get their story out and make sure that we have the, the best one. But if uh, if you've applied for that project, please make sure that you uh, get me your information by Friday because those spots are going fast. And even after those bounties close, uh, my DMs are open on Discord. That is the best way to talk to me. So um, if you got an idea and the, and the boundaries are, are closed, go ahead and pitch it to me. And, you know, if, if we're if we're on the same wavelength, then we'll, we'll get something going. Um, I'm definitely leaning more into the bridge from Web 2 to Web 3 with this project. Uh, we're taking a little bit more of a traditional publishing model um, through my publication company, Mythic North Press. Uh, but the goal here is, is to combine the Web 2 authors with the Web 3 author community and just really put us all on an equal playing field and use a lot of the Web 2 tactics that have been used so far for publishing similar anthologies to kind of onboard people into the Web 3 space and offer uh, NFT editions of the book for, um, for those who are interested in learning more about the space. So, uh, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me, but just thank you all for the amazing response. And, you know, we've got a few more minutes here. Uh, Riona, I know you went pretty quick telling us about what you're doing with onboarding. And maybe you could talk about that for just a couple more minutes before we close out. And, um, and I would love to hear more about all that you're doing because I watch what you're doing and I can't even keep up. You are like, you are like insane with the amount of energy that you have. It blows my mind. Oh my goodness, I'm laughing because <laughs> I feel the same way about you guys, all of you, Easy and Crypto and Epic and everybody like I just and Eric, I just am like and I and I'm so excited about Eric's project that I'm just, you know, I, I am like, please, I just finished a big project that I just sent out. And I'm like, I need time <laughs> to get Eric my proposal. So I'm that's my that's my midnight writing this week. Um, so I am a midnight writer. I uh, have always been a midnight writer and I don't actually know how to work during the day. And so because it just needs to be quiet and and I just need, you know, the witching hour to be be at hand. And so um, the things that I am doing, I have I have my I try to keep my 
my eyes and ears open to the heartbeat of Web3 and what's happening in Web3 writing and Web3 publishing. And um, I just my another big thing that I'm working on for um, the DAO page DAO is an article on Web3 publishing. And I have that outlined pretty extensively. And I'm just putting that together so that we can we can get that going so that people have a have, uh, something they can, you know, uh, metaphorically pick up and hold and look at and read that helps them on this path so that we can we can have people come join us and join this conversation. So, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, Dylan, are you wanting to jump in and say something? He looks like he is, but he's he's not saying anything. Yeah, at least I'm not, not hearing saying, him. Me neither. Me neither. Okay. Well, um, yeah. And so I think that just zooming back to the the projects at hand, I I do have a literary NFT that I am working on and that is very close to um, public announcement and public marketing to start. I've got the marketing packages together and just sort of waiting for the time, the time to be right and excited about that. And so, Jay, I'm super excited to listen to your talk today and 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 all of you, you just energize me so much and I just get so excited and, and so happy to to be part of all of this with all of you. And, I, and I'm honored. I'm honored to to be here with you. Likewise, honored to be here with you and with all PageDAO members and our listeners who've come. If you're not a member of PageDAO, it's not hard to become one. Just jump into the Discord, uh, start talking with people, and before you know it, you'll end up uh, getting yourself one of those PageDAO membership tokens and some page, and you know, you'll see. There's a lot of fun going on in the PageDAO Discord, everything from our six-word stories, 25-word stories. We've got, we help each other with marketing. We look for new ideas. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, if we have a technical issue, there's a lot of people with really good, broad technical knowledge in the PageDAO Discord that will jump to help you. Um, we are a community of people who are about helping each other. You know, none of this crabs in a bucket pull each other down so that, you know, you can get to the top. No, we believe not just in the rising tide floats all boats, but that all boats float a rising tide. I don't know if that means anything, but I just figured I'd throw it out there like that. Um, Dylan, we've got just a couple more minutes. Are you back? You were rugged for a minute there. I'm still not hearing you, so I yeah. think you must. Yeah, he sent, he sent a note um, saying that it just wasn't working, that he just wasn't able to, to speak. It shows him as co-host and that he's with us, but he just can't, he just can't talk with us. So well, go ahead. In that in that case, I would just love to send out a heartfelt thank you to Jay and Eric and Greg and Easy and, of course, to you and Dylan uh, for all coming here and bringing it today. Like, I feel like we brought it, you guys. And, you know, with that, I'm just going to say whoopee. Whoopee. Thank you for having me, guys. This has been really fun. It has been really fun. Thank you all so much for coming. And. We love you because we share the same planet and we will see you next time. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was The Page Dow Show, Episode 6. Recorded on Monday, October 17th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate. 
and show some support. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shrooms. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handed reports in. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch No shit, spitting facts with my vision smashed Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastising to digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of peck of heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger Licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Spaces.